You're listening to Theology and Apologetics with Thomas Fretwell. We are continuing our Q&A from the Elevate Conference, and the question we're going to look at today is, what is the best evidence that God exists? This was one of the most voted for questions. It's very hard to answer this in, in five minutes or ten minutes or so that we have. Um, let me start by reading a quote from Francis Schaeffer from his book, The Great Evangelical Disaster. He says this, Yet, without true Christians loving one another, Christ says the world cannot be expected to listen, even when we give proper answers. Let us be careful, indeed, to spend a lifetime studying to give honest answers. For years the Orthodox Evangelical Church has done this very poorly, so it is well to spend time learning to answer the questions of men who are about us. But after we have done our best to communicate to a lost world, still we must never forget that the final apologetic which Jesus gives is the observable love of true Christians for two Christians. Okay, he's getting this from that verse that uh, in the Bible where it says, you know, people will know that you're my disciples from your love for one another. Because we have been forgiven, we can forgive. Because we have been transformed, we have that message of reconciliation. I say this just as an introduction because the evidences I'm going to go on to talk about now are more from the area of Christian apologetics and philosophy because these are the issues that people are really referring to, particularly from from unbelievers or skeptics or people who who are just curious um, why we believe in God. They want they want some evidence. So the way that I'm going to answer this is by giving you a just a brief overview of what's called the cumulative case for God that classical Christian apologists will give at a number of different situations. You see, I, I don't think there's one best singular evidence or most convincing thing that we can we can produce i think a lot of them have a lot of merit however some will mean nothing to some people and some will be very powerful to some people what really works best will in in some way be dependent upon the audience that you're speaking to this is why it says in the bible that we're to listen and be wise to know how we should respond to each person again people are individuals they come to the table with different struggles and different understandings and they have different questions and you have to be sensitive you have to listen to them and try and understand where they're coming from before you just bulldoze them with your with your arguments that you're not you're going to lose a hearing if you do that but and we do have a number of, of, of evidences that, that are very convincing, particularly when you build what we call a cumulative case for God. So classical apologists will start really from the area of natural theology. So they would probably start with something like the cosmological argument. This is an argument built upon the, the um, beginning of the universe. So it's a, it's a syllogistic argument and it goes, has two premises and a conclusion. And the conclusion logically follows from the, from the premises. So in order to refute it, you have to object to one of the first two premises. Um, so it says premise one, whatever begins to exist has a cause. Remember, it doesn't say everything has a cause. It says whatever begins to exist has a cause. Premise two, the universe began to exist. That seems to be the conclusion of, of modern science. And then the, the conclusion from this argument, therefore, the universe has a cause. So this is the cosmological argument. And there are a number of things that you can deduce for, about this cause from this argument. You see, the cause must be outside of the space-time universe because it existed in order to cause the universe. So therefore, we would say it is transcendent. It must also be immaterial because no material things existed at this time. It must also be immensely powerful. To create the vastness of the universe. 
So that's so you you build from that. Um, then apologists, uh, an apologist, by the way, is someone uh, comes from the Greek word apologia, which means to make a defence of. So this is someone who who offers lines of evidence in defence of a particular view in this sense, uh, Christianity. Uh, they would then probably move on to some of the teleological arguments. These are the design arguments, um, usually the, the fine-tuning argument. So this, this is the argument that relies on the use of anthropic constants. So this is the, the fundamental constants and quantities of nature and the universe um, must fall into an incomprehensibly narrow life-permitting range. Um, the astronomer Fred Hoyle, when he was looking at these, he says it's as if a super-intellect has monkeyed with physics. They... they you know, outline that argument. And they probably go from that to the other sort of teleological arguments from biological design, um, usually looking at the complexity of DNA. And this argument argues from um, the fact that DNA, we now know that DNA is what we call complex specified information. Basically, it's a coded language. And we infer from this, and we know from all observable experience, languages always come from a mind. So with these two arguments, we add more information about this cause. Firstly, we can say that he is personal, because he purposed to design the universe in such a way that it was inhabitable for life. Okay, we also know that he is super intelligent. The DNA code is, indicates a mind. So we've got two more um, characteristics of this cause from this argument. Then we'd probably go to the moral argument. This is the argument that um, argues that objective moral values exist only because God exists. It's a very powerful argument. I'm not going to go through it and have time to go through it all now. So when we, we take the conclusions of this argument, we add a moral component to our cause. The standard and objective uh, moral values exist because they emanate from God's nature. So when we look at this cause from these lines of natural theology, we have a cause that is transcendent, immaterial, powerful, personal, intelligent, and he is a mind. He is also the standard for morality and goodness. Now, this is a very good description of the being we call God, as he is revealed in the Bible. So these arguments from natural theology are quite powerful. And when you take them all together, they're very strong. But we're not finished yet. We would then move on and we would offer scriptural arguments. So these would be arguments for the historical reliability of the Bible. Um, we'd look at the arguments from fulfilled prophecy. There are, there are some amazing arguments from fulfilled prophecy. Um, we're going to cover that in another one of these Q&As, actually. We'd look at the arguments and the historical arguments of Jesus' death and his resurrection, and we'd argue from them. So we add all of these onto the arguments, too. And then finally, you can also add um, what we call your, your personal religious experiences, your, your testimony, basically. We see, we see uh, the Apostle Paul using his testimony of how he came to Christ. Uh, some people have very dramatic testimonies and they are very powerful when, when you hear how they came to Christ. I mean, I come from a family where we, it was six of us who were not Christians and through a number of very um, strange and powerful circumstances, we all became Christians. Okay? No one can take that away from us. You know, a lot happened there. It's powerful. I understand it's more subjective and, and you can't expect other people to necessarily just accept it. But again, when taken with all of these other arguments, um, it makes belief in God a very rational and reasonable belief. Uh, these are some of the arguments that we'd look at. So I can't pick a best one, but I, I would present all of these, and you have to be sensitive to what your audience uh, needs at the time. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please go to thomasfretwell.com.